Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Rutt. Thank you, Danheim, for the background music that is used on this show. This is your usual shout-out. For those who don't know, I get to use their music free of charge in exchange for a weekly promo for Danheim. You need to excuse me today, I got a little bit of a sore throat, so hopefully this cup of honey tea will help to relieve that while I do this. Uh, you can help support the show by clicking on the links at dakotarustler.org to donate, purchase cool merchandise, and or purchase Camp Ridger seasonings, which are available at campridger.com. Today's topic is energy and the economy. Today's picture for those on viewing the video is that of Teddy Roosevelt National Park in western North Dakota. There are lots of pictures to choose from. I chose this one because the top of this particular formation looks like a couple pieces of French toast. So Anyway, with all the show credits out of the way and the picture out of the way, let's do something I call tidbits. For those of you new to the show, this is where I take a handful of things that happened over the past week and just make a few quick comments on them. Number one, Biden wants to expand a federal COVID-19 tracking system. Whenever the government says tracking, look out. <clears throat> it was created during the pandemic to provide a more detailed view of how such infectious diseases are affecting patients and hospital resources. This would expand the present collection system by HHS under the Trump administration. It comes among criticism over the CDC's shifting health guidance during the pandemic. The system is due to expire once the government lifts its emergency status. Hospitals would be required to provide data, supposedly without names, on patients' VAC status, pre-existing conditions, age, ethnicity, etc. Harken back to my healthcare information podcast, where I stated so much is known about us that even if names are withheld, it becomes fairly easy for people to put names to the data. You know, this your information is shared with so many people, and when they put all those resources together, they can actually come up with a name to go with it. Also, harken back to the times where I stated the CDC didn't have any idea of what the heck they were doing. And now, well, they're starting to acknowledge that they're, they're continuing, continuing changing advice was kind of lame. You know, they didn't know what they were doing. So, yeah, uh, we don't need more government tracking everything that's going on in our lives. Number two. Germany greenhouse gas emissions rose in 2021. 
albeit they do credit a recovering economy for the reason why and the economy is the main topic of the day so this was good to fit in missions are still lower than what they were in 1990 as they are here in america last week in my podcast i shared that the eu and germany were pretty much russia's bitch because of their reliance on russia for energy Germany wants to increase its renewables mix to 80% of its energy requirements. One of the ways is to electrify the transportation system. Does this sound familiar? It sounds like a Biden agenda. You know, as I said before, good luck with that. I don't see any country hitting 80% energy on renewables. Wind and solar will never fully energize a power plant. If you listen to my Energy Grid podcast from early on in Season 1, which happened to be my most listened to podcast, I explained where energy production and consumption has to be 24-7 equal. Production must always equal consumption at all times. And wind and solar are just not reliable on-demand sources. You're always going to need fossil fuels to keep the energy grid going yeah there's not much energy demand at nighttime during the day when energy demand increases you need enough wind you need enough solar happening at that time in order to match the increase in demand if it's not there well guess what you're gonna have brownouts and blackouts anyway i digress and i expanded too long on that number three With high-tech companies sanctioning Russia, Russians are now loading up on VPN services to skirt them. VPNs, if you know anything about them, hide your actual location, and computer geeks even know how to create their own VPN. It's a virtual private network. VPN demand spiked 2,100% higher than prior to the sanctions in Russia. Yes, 2,100%. That's 21 times the demand from before. They figured out that if they can hook up to the internet via a VPN, Russia wouldn't know it nearly as quickly. Russia has actually tried to ban several VPNs, but simply put, they can't ban them all. Even the Russian government is demanding VPN usage because of all the outside cyber attacks against its government. You know, so not only are we sanctioning them, I imagine our government's trying to cyber attack the Russian government. You know, that happens all the time between governments. So, yeah, Russians, they're flocking to VPNs to skirt privacy issues. And maybe you as Americans should do the same thing so people can't find out as much about you. Number four, governments are resorting to stealing. If you're a libertarian or a member of any other party, this is nothing new to you. But now it's all in the name of sanctions. Governments around the world are seizing assets of rich Russians. Russians are threatening to seize assets of foreign companies that pull out of Russia or cease operations there. The EU is refusing to export Russian luxury or their 
Excuse me, let me rephrase. The EU is refusing to export to Russia luxuries worth more than 300 US dollars, including precious stones, crystal, caviar, wine, and the like. This is aimed at the rich who supposedly prop of Putin, all, of course, without any due process of law, hence stealing any innocent till guilty implication that people should be entitled to. All this does is lessen the income of EU workers who produce those items, which in return gives them less money to pay for the basics of living due to inflation, which leads us to the last tidbit, number five. The EU finance ministers agreed to subsidize household fuel prices and offer support to companies hit by surging energy costs. How many times have libertarians clamored for completely free trade, unknowingly at the expense of our own country's independence? Everyone made fun of Trump's Make America Great Again policy. Today, they make fun of Biden's Build Back Better agenda. I, my friends, love both. Nationalism is great. Our country, like every family in this country, should be as self-sufficient as possible. Let me repeat that. We should be self-sufficient as possible. The EU is finding out rather quickly how they have become Russia's bitch in a box. And I have said it many times, we are China. So yes, make America great again. Make stuff here, buy stuff here, support American workers. And with that, we're going to hit the advertisement section. I'll be back in 50 seconds. If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around 33 bucks, depending on your state's sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at dakotarustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Ah, oh, welcome back. That advertisement break did me good. It enabled me to put down some tea, do a little bit of coughing, and get my throat ready for the rest of the podcast. Anyway, welcome back. Just a reminder that this podcast is available on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcast, iHeart, Buzzsprout, TuneIn, and the new location for the videos, Telegram, channel name Dakota Rustler Podcast. Regular updates and notices are also available on Facebook and Telegram. Just search Dakota Rustler. Today's main topic is energy and the economy. Just updating you on some things. Despite high gas prices, which everyone seems to have posted a meme about, U.S. retail sales increased 0.3% in February, after January sales were revised upwards to an increase of 4.9%. 0.3% doesn't sound like much, but when the economy supposedly leaves no people with no money due to high gas prices, it's still an increase. 
it is being estimated that consumers are sitting on at least 2.5 trillion, yes, trillion, in excess savings accumulated during the pandemic. There are 11.3 million job openings, so no one seems desperate to return to work. Yet spending is still rising and not suffering. So Americans are sitting on $2.5 trillion of excess savings. Maybe that means the government handed out too much money. And had they not handed out all that extra money, we wouldn't be seeing the inflation we're seeing today. So this is just proof that the government overreacted and spent way too much money trying to get a hold on something that didn't need an answer you know it was was just ridiculous spending is estimated to continue despite higher prices retail sales increased 17.6 percent from a year ago when prices were cheaper and gas was a lot cheaper that's 10 percentage points over inflation people Yet we all yet all we hear is everyone whining about gas prices. If you're spending 10% more than what inflation was, you've got money, quit bitching about gas prices. None of us like them including me, but you can afford it. Despite the higher prices, receipts at service stations increased by 5.3%. So no, gas doesn't pay for everything they make. Excuse me. Furniture stores, health and personal care stores, electronic and appliance stores all saw drops in sales, but all at 2% or less, which is actually nothing out of the ordinary. Sales can fall by 2% in any given month at any time. Stores regularly see occasional drops in sales, as I just said. On the other hand, Clothing stores, sporting goods, hobby stores, musical stores, and book sales were all up. Even restaurants and bars with their price increases because of inflation saw sales rise 2.5%, so inflation doesn't seem to be affecting them. People love to eat out. You know, when prices go up, people just prioritize, they decide what's important. And they buy what's important, and they don't buy what isn't important to them. You know, once prices, you know, come back down, everything returns to normal. Even if you exclude automobiles, gasoline, building materials, and food services, which had the biggest price increases due to inflation, other retail sales dropped by just 1.2%. Again, nothing really unusual. Sales can drop in any given month. Wheat prices are expected to be pushed up and inflation is expected to remain high, though I tend to disagree. The last few days have seen oil come down from the paranoia speculator pricing. And barring any new disasters, say China invading Taiwan, gas prices should start to stabilize. This will mean more stability, more even prices, less inflation, etc. It may take a few months, but I don't see inflation being a long-term concern. Stocks seem to be rebounding after their status of being in a correction. Correction is a drop of 10% or more, especially on heavy trading. They're now out of that correction, although 
you know, we can still expect to see the stocks go up and down. Morgan Stanley has raised their consumer spending growth estimate from 2.7 to 4.3%. So they believe people won't be frightened away from going out there and doing things with their money. Remember, people are sitting on $2.5 trillion, as I just said. Morgan Stanley estimates are on the high side of most estimates, with some others only expecting a 1% increase. I would lean more towards Morgan Stanley's numbers as the economy grew at 7% in the last quarter of last year. So if gas prices do stabilize and don't skyrocket again, people will be more comfortable and keep spending. The next couple of months should set the stage for our attitudes and psychologically, springtime usually brings about positively, positivity in the masses. They want to get out. They want to do stuff. They spend money in the spring. Last but not least, for the inflation paranoia folks, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by 25 basis points, or one quarter of 1% to the average layman, yesterday. The hope is to curb overspending and curb inflation. While many may see this as a bad thing, I do not. While it does make the cost of borrowing money a little higher, continued rate hikes could eventually lead to savings rate hikes, which is good for those who save. You know, if you're sitting on $2.5 trillion and savings interest rates go up, you can turn that $2.5 trillion into even more. I remember years ago when I had a CD ladder, you know, certificates of deposit, you know, one that would mature each year. And all the rates at that time were well over 5%. Even a one-year CD had a rate over 5%. Well, now a 20-year CD doesn't even pay that much. You know, it pays about one and a I don't think a 20-year CD pays more than about 3% nowadays. So... Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing interest rates go up so I could get more money on my savings, which would help me in retirement. So like everything else in life, no matter what happens, some people will benefit, others will not. You know, if interest goes up, home borrowers will pay more, savers will earn more. The goal, I suppose, is to earn more than what you end up spending. If you don't like rising energy costs, well, maybe you should invest in energy. I didn't this time around, but sometimes I have. You know, electric cars are expected to increase in sales, so I started investing in titanium, which goes into that. You know, if you don't like the price of something going up, invest in it, make money in it. Don't just spend money, earn it. Be smart. Take advantage where you can. And that pretty much covers it for the energy and economy for this podcast. My next podcast date, I'm not sure of. Next week, my work schedule may not allow me to do one. And the following two weeks, I'll be taking time with family and doing some other things. So I may get one out next week or my next one may be all the way until April 15th. Either way, I will see you then. With that, it's time to sign off. You know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Class dismissed.
Thank you for listening to The Dakota Rustler Show, a production of D.L. Root. All rights reserved by D.L. Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information. 